Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. And the beautiful it is here on a Monday morning. It is uh, December 12, 2022. This is Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. Good morning. A brand new week here. Hope you had a fun weekend. We had good time with our screenplays. Sometimes I just sit there and look at the screen for an hour, but you know, it works. You know, you have to, <laughs> it's great. But uh, so thanks for joining us. You're going to have fun this morning. Uh, Brandon Amalani is here. Brandon is the chief cook and bottle washer, along with his wife, uh, Natalie, and family uh, for Shen Blossom and also Blue Shield that we talk about a lot. Shen Blossom what we're, is what we're going to talk about this morning ch- traditional Chinese medicine. Uh, that Brandon has been involved in for 20 years or so. So if you got something going on in your body, we don't do medical advice and any of that stuff, but, you know, or, you know, because well, we don't, but uh, you can call and, and or, or, or email and ask Brandon some questions about your particular health thing going on and see if he can give you some ideas. He's very knowledgeable in these matters. And we can also dig into some ideas about a dampness, and this kind of happens this time of the year. You get, you know, stuff in the nose and the, you know, all that stuff. And he's got some pretty cool things to, to do with that with diet and also products from Shen Blossom. And as I've said often, we think they're some of the best products ever, ever. And uh, I have my stash. I got my stasher. got my Hoshu Wu right there, baby. I got my, I got it all, man. Okay, so uh, before we go uh, visit uh, Brandon, in, in uh, the great state of Kansas. I want to just tell you about tomorrow, Tony Heller. Tony Heller is one of the most um, prolific, outspoken um, climate change deniers. That's probably not a very positive, but he, uh, he, he just believes this whole thing is a big scam and he'll tell you why. He's got about, he's got about 12 degrees and everything that matters with these kind of things. Very smart guy. And we're gonna dig in when to the whole climate change thing. Um, and there's a lot going on with it, as you know, tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, on Wednesday, a raw egg nationalist, his name is escaping me at the moment, but I have it on my calendar, so I'll remember it. But he's really into eating raw eggs, and he's also a nationalist, so he ties it in to a political agenda of being more nationalist rather than a globalist. So we thought that was fun. So we're going to do some raw eggs, which I do a lot of around here for what that's worth, um, on Wednesday. So if you'd like to be on the show with uh, Brandon, you can call 888-663-6386, email patrick at oneradionetwork.com, oneradionetwork.com. Now the great state of Texas, Mr. Amalani, nice to have you here. Good morning. You look great. How's it going? You look great. Yeah, good to see you. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. it has been a while. You look nice and healthy and snappy. Thank you. Yeah, you look great as well. Well, it's, I think it's the goat's milk. You know, I think it's the goat's milk. <laughs> that raw milk? The goat's milk's good. <laughs> I think God, didn't Gandhi, Gandhi kind of live on goat's milk for like forever or a long time? So I, I want to be like Gandhi I've when, heard. I, when I grow up and not react to anybody, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely more biocompatible with humans. As far as the lipid structure, it's definitely more easily digestible. Is it? And has a better phosphorus ratio. Ah, so, yeah, ah. it's good stuff. You know about milk, huh? I, I, you know about milk. So yeah, I, I mean, definitely useful. They've they've talked to um, 
They've talked about using goat's milk, Brandon, for moms when they're having issues with breastfeeding. Uh, I guess it's for that reason. It seems more human, humanly compatible thing. Oh, absolutely. It's far more biocompatible. Uh, the mineral ratios, the lipid structure, and the molecules as far as how easily it's absorbed. Um, I'm actually a big fan. I don't drink much raw milk myself personally, but um, I do like the... There's a company called Mount Capper that makes a really good fermented ghee uh-huh. um, that I think is really good, which is a clarified butter version of like goat's butter. So uh-huh. um, those are really great. And some good goat protein powders and things of that nature as well. But if you can get the raw stuff with the enzymes like you're drinking, that's that's pretty solid. Yeah, we just warm it up to like maybe 115. That's good, right? You want to go higher than that, is that correct? If you want to warm it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially this time of year, you don't want to really consume too much cold and damp food. Um, generally speaking, because, you know, it can cause congestion and lung stuff, uh, the way it affects the lower gastrointestinal tract. And it's, um, yeah, it's warming it up is makes it even more um, helpful to the body as long as you don't heat it too much. Again, you want really that enzymatic action um, below, for digestibility. Below 120, is it, or 119 or something like that? It's, I mean, it's it's saturated fast. So it's fairly stable. So, uh-huh. yeah, below 120 is ideal. Uh, even lower is fine. You know, around 100 even, just warming it up slightly, uh-huh. bringing it uh-huh. above body temperature. Mm-hmm. Do you do you get your share of your own saturated fat for your body and family? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, again, I try and mediate it a little bit. Um, really, um, when we're in the season with the, with the metal element, which we're kind of on the tail end, we're kind of moving into winter now, but... When we're in uh, the fall, it's easy to kind of get too damp and sticky in the system. And um, we, you know, things like all the fun stuff we want to eat this time of year, you know, like fatty foods and alcohol and sugar and, you know, breads and all this kind of stuff. It, it kind of cr- has a sticky type effect in the body and that kind of congeals in the uh, uh, large intestine. And what happens is because lung function is impeded by the external environment uh, or the metal element, um, it tends to trap that condition. So people can go with like coughs or, you know, congestion in the uh, respiratory, uh, upper respiratory and the sinuses uh-huh. uh, for long periods of time, longer than normal than you would experience any other time of year. So um, eating like, you know, different types of foods that are like garlic. And I take Naniku caps as kind of a preventative. It's a formula that we do um, that kind of has a slow mover. We have the Naniku spray or the, the cool. uh, protect spray, yeah. uh, which kind of opens things up and it's very direct quick action, but uh, the Niniku capsules are really good because all that fibrous material and the types of herbs that are bound with it move slowly through the gastrointestinal tract and it helps to like purify lymph, purify the blood, but also just kind of break up dampness in the system and help things kind of move along hmm. at a better clip. So it's called a Niko, uh, Niniko, and you have it in the spray on Shen Blossom and the, the caps. You don't happen to have one there, say, show people, do you? Uh, I don't have one at my desk. That's right. That's um, right. That's but yeah, the it's called Protect Spray. Um, Naniku just means garlic, so it's a good garlic protect spray. We have three versions that we've had for a long time. It was one of our first kind of uh, flagship products next to the Shizandra. And um, we just decided to kind of advance that line into more comprehensive cleansing, antimicrobial, antiparasitic, you know, colon cleansing type products to kind of harmonize that and round out that side of our, our product offerings. So you mentioned so the Naniku metal. caps. Go, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say that the Niku caps are actually um, um, kind of a standalone product that you can take on a pretty regular basis. Uh, the Protect Spray is a regular basis if you're just trying to tonify and protect the cardiovascular system and keep these kind of um, bacteria levels in balance, these yeast levels in balance. Um, but it's more of an internal um, 
aspect where the protect you can use it externally like if you have yeast growth on the skin or wounds or histamine response or any of that kind of stuff you mm. can actually use it topically mm. so uh, your lineage is more tending more towards the japanese side from traditional chinese medicine right did you that's talk a little bit about that and, and where you learned all this stuff um largely in the beginning i was kind of mostly self-taught you know um i just became passionate about health it, you know life took me in that direction and i could retain it and i became kind of really enthusiastic about you know how does my body work what's really going on what's happening with my consciousness and you yeah. know why are we here the you know all the big picture all the questions good stuff, yeah. all the good stuff. and uh what i realized quickly is that you know a lot of what we consume mentally emotionally and physically like with what we eat really affects kind of who we are and, and what we're here to do so um long story short i just met people along the way um the lineage i kind of work with the families that i work with um, are more japanese lineage so um if you look at herbal medicine in, in general as far as the medical systems we hear about traditional chinese medicine a lot of what they inherited was comes from Aurveda. so Aurveda kind of made it into tibetan medicine and tibetan medicine kind of migrated um you know further east and then um long story short you know a lot of what um i study herbalism nutrition all this kind of stuff comes from traditional chinese medicine with kind of a japanese spin because they started implementing a lot of those teachings and practices into their culture and of course their culture is going to have its own influence on the development of of that um that um medicine and uh they kind of hybridize the tcm model with their tra traditional japanese folk medicine so there's a lot of focus on um you know diet um there's a lot of focus on how things are done not just what is done so the quality is a very huge important is, uh, importance as far as how do how does an herb or how does a food affect the mental emotional spiritual aspects mm. as well as the physical body so um yeah i've just been working with um these families in this lineage for you know about the better part of 10 years now and uh we basically craft um authentic traditionally prepared uh japanese style um formulas and recipes we have a lot of culinary herbs now that are kind of built with five element theory in mind with yin and yang in, in mind hmm. and um yeah we just um produce some really unique and rare um formulas and single ingredients that you really can't find anywhere else like our presence extract for example um or our purple reishi that's a, a variety of purple reishi that's just you just really can't find any of that stuff on the market well, the, the culinary herbs what are talk a little bit about those and what products are those in and do people do you use these in actually in cooking um you know with food and you just kind of add them in the food yeah i mean food should be your kind of first line of defense uh, therapeutically it's like what you do most of the time, the 80-20 rule. So uh, we've come up with some Mediterranean spices, the nori sprinkle, um, a new one that I actually do have on my desk because we just put this out is our um, tomato that? powder. Tomato It's powder. an heirloom Whoa. tomato powder. And it's a, it's a nutritive, but it's concentrated in a way uh, that gives a lot of full spectrum benefits, prostate benefits, it protects from UV radiation from the inside out. There's a lot of good stuff going on cardiovascularly and, and antioxidant wise. Um, and it was kind of a, a throwback to, there was a product, um, years and years ago that, uh, I think they might still make, but premier research labs, um, they made a tomato powder I remember. And back in the day. I really, yeah, I, remember, I really liked that product I remember that, yeah. and I bought some like two or three years ago. Um, 
and I don't know if something changed with it, but it just didn't seem as vibrant and as, as good as I remembered it. So I, at that point, I just kind of wanted to make kind of a new version, uh, from heirloom, uh, Japanese tomatoes. And we just knocked it out of the park. Um, it, it will clump a little slightly because it's a natural product. We don't put any anti-caking agents and any fillers whatsoever. This is all hand produced in small batches. So we get a high level of consistency batch to batch to batch. And it's just really great for if you're marinating meats or using it in soups, or you want to make a, just a tomato soup with our um, extra virgin olive oil, which we get from this family over in Italy. Um, it's, it's just really, really tasty. So I'm trying to really kind of, um, we, we specialize in rare herb botanicals and more medicinal type formulas, but I'm really wanting to make available some of these things like our gome butters and uh, some of our toasted sesame oils that are, I can't even begin to tell you how like compli- how complicated some of these families, like the, the way that they actually produce this stuff using the elements like earth and fire and wind, moving, moving baskets of sesame seeds over fire, just all this kind of stuff to really dial in. How do we get the most aromatic nutrient release while also kind of protecting it, not letting it become like, you know, rancid or, or toxic in any way. And these guys just have some secret sauce that I don't even know about uh, because, you know, I just have a relationship with them, but they don't tell me all the trade secrets because this is literally stuff that's passed down uh, generation to generation. Wow. And you can, but what I like about it, what I appreciate about it is that you don't really have to have any kind of sophisticated palate. You don't have to really be an herbalist to really kind of notice these distinctions and details because the flavor and the effect and how you feel when you consume them is really tells the whole story. And it's kind of, to me, it's refreshing in an era where everything's kind of laboratory produced, mass manufactured companies are just private labeling all the same stuff from all the different labs. And, you know, it's been sitting on the shelf for a while. We're doing things kind of old school way where we keep it fresh and keep it in small batch. And, you know, that means it's not always available, but we prefer it that way because the end experience of it is, is, is quite good. Yeah. That's fascinating. It reminds me when I was uh, blessed enough to visit uh, Italy looking for a, a really good olive oil. I went to Sicily and how oh, this was in the 90s when I had a food company. And the, mm-hmm. the Chamber of Commerce introduced me to all these different people looking for olive oil. And I got to go to their homes and, and these people, man, they were so into it. I mean, it was like their trees were their children, you know, and they did all this stuff with the olives and the way they picked them and the way they stored them and the way in the way they stored the olive and what temperature. It was just so amazing oh, yeah. to see that. So this is the kind of thing that there are people around the world that do this to this day. Yeah. They do this. Absolutely. Day. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not just Japanese culture. That's why right. I'm I'm when I'm looking for stuff, we want to find people that are actually doing it right like that. Um and you're probably fully if you're if you know about olive oil, then um you know, you know that when when it talks about free fatty acid levels, where you know it, there's there's mold oxidation things that just happen. It's a natural product. There's right. variations, and you know sometimes they sit on the ground too long and what have you. And you know all those processes need to be done well. And what's typically considered uh, a good level is 0.8 percent free fatty acids. And the two batches that we pulled in that we tested were 0.3 percent. So it's exquisitely high. Um, you know quality in, in as far as you know okay yeah it's extra virgin it's you know cold pressed all this kind of stuff but that just speaks to the quality of like the trees and and how quickly they get it done to where you have far less oxidation and i've actually been doing um hmm. a lot of people might think this is weird but i've been taking like <laughs> shots of it every day um, the olive oil, yeah. just like drinking it 
Wow. And um, what's nice about that is you can deliver all these polyphenols to the brain very quickly. So with oh. that, what I do with a lot of computer work, and I'm literally like, I'm, I'm building this healing machine and doing all this kind of stuff. All these projects, plus family, plus free time, take right. a lot of energy, right? So I found it's a really great way to kind of boost uh, brain power. Is just consuming just, you know, shots of olive oil. Olive. I usually do a couple a day, not a lot. but. It's yeah, well, the brain is a fat awesome. thing, right? It's a fat thing. I'm doing a lot of fat now, tallow, uh, organic grass-fed beef tallow I eat. And, uh, you know, for the writing and uh, doing the work, I think it's amazing, you know. I don't, yeah. you know, right? It's a, I'm going to try, you know, I haven't had your olive oil for a long time, so I want to I want to get some. So it's, so is the percentage of the free fatty acids of how they determine of what is, extra virgin all over the, if I remember from Italy, is that it, or yeah, is that the, the acidity, or is it just a general acidity? That's general acidity, okay. and the free fatty acid is, plays into that, it just kind of shows it's pure, you know, um, oh. uh, it's, it's, it's all of these kind of things, so uh, unhealthy olives, you know, microorganisms affected mold contamination, attack from flies, uh, you know, parasites on the tree, this will all affect those kind of ratios, and yeah, it's a conglomeration of these different types of ratios that um, and, and then also, you might know this as well because you actually looked into it. A lot of olive oils cut with other oils. Like, oh, they will. Boy, you better be careful. <laughs> it's 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 more pervasive than you might think. You think you're going to like Whole Foods and you're getting like super clean olive oil, but even a lot of that stuff isn't like it has higher free fatty acid concentrations, and it's um, you know mm-hmm. it, it's sketchy sometimes at best. So um, yeah, that's why I was. A lot of what we do with Shim Blossom, you know, our olive oil isn't like a super big seller, but I get it for me and my family because I want the best quality olive oil I could possibly have. And uh, we end up saying, hey, if this is really good, it's worthy of like the Shim stamp of approval. And we put it on the website and if it sells, cool. If not, we eat it. So it's all good. good. (laughs) Isn't there something about olive oil every day, maybe at night, something with the gallbladder or gallstones or did I just dream Uh, that? You know, you're talking about gallbladder flushing. No, not that, but just taking a teaspoon or a tablespoon every day is supposedly is good for the gallbladder. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because, you know, saturated fats are great, like we just were talking about a little bit ago, but this is a polyunsaturated fat. And the omega-9, the vitamin K, you know, all the nutrients like A, D, E, you know, these are really, really good for the body, including the, the gallbladder. And you want to create that contraction. Sometimes if you're fasting or you don't get, you know, um, a hit of fats during the day, you know, that can, over time, if you have that pattern, can create a sluggish gallbladder um, amongst rancid, rancid oils and other other things that affect the gallbladder. So yeah, taking it every day, I'm, I'm using it for brain function, but yeah. there sure is uh, quite a lot for gastrointestinal tract function that is helpful as well. What's the emotion tied to gallbladder? Do we know? What? Gall. Gall. You so know, like, you, you can get like rage. And, you get rage. You know, and, Something yeah, like you're that. raging. If your gallbladder's not happy, you're angry. Uh, kind of like liver, liver, gallbladder. Same. You know, yin and yang. So one's a yin or organ. Um, it's kind of like passive. The other one's very young. It's very active. That's so, the liver. Uh, the liver is active. The yang. Uh, no, the liver is more yin. So oh. it's a yin part of the five yin organ systems. And then gallbladder is yang pair. So it's a pair. Kind of like right now, we were just talking about fall weather and uh, lung and large intestine. So if you start having congestion, stickiness in the large intestine, uh-huh. the it affects the lungs, and the lungs aren't gonna be able to compress in all the diaphragms, because we have all these diaphragms, if you look at it from a Qigong perspective, this kind of breathing and pulsing helps kind of squeeze and move 
uh, peristaltic action through the GI tract. So um, hmm. that damp, sticky stuff is not really awesome. It, of course, in, in balance and moderation, if you're taking uh, certain herbs that are ar aromatic herbs that are kind of pungent, that'll help that process and it'll support the lung function. Um, but yeah, it's the uh, yang pairing of the liver, the gallbladder. That's pretty cool. Um, and so I, I would suspect then many digestive issues, you know, all the common ones that acid reflux and all GERD and all that stuff, is that a gallbladder thing essentially where the gallbladder is not doing its thing or, or it could be a variety of things? Yeah, I mean, oftentimes, most people, if you're, if you're, and this is just, I don't like doing broad brush strokes because right. everybody's really kind of different and there's different seasons of life you know, different ages, different constitutions, what they inherited from their, uh, you know, parents and stuff like this. But generally, a lot of people have spleen, liver, and kidney communication issues. Um, <laughs> so there's there's a lot of digestive stuff going on, but also it's impinged or impeded by the modern age where we're not kind of censoring what comes into, and I'm not about censorship, maybe that's the wrong term, but okay. really we're, we're allowing too much into our brain stimulation all this kind of stuff. And what's happening is that it's affecting the spleen because spleen, uh, when we have overthought, over pensiveness is the, the technical term, um, what happens is that affects the earth element and we become unbalanced when, you know, earth isn't stable. Um, and that affects digestion major, like stomach, spleen are kind of the two yin and yang organ pairs. And, um, you know, if, if we're just consuming too much content and not meditating enough or even our inner work, uh, we get overstimulated. Everybody's everybody does it. I do it. It happens. You know, it's part of the modern age. But yeah. having the discipline and responsibility to just do the standing meditation, sitting meditations, qigong work, any of that kind of stuff allows the body to relax and decompress, and then energy, chi, blood, nutrients can circulate a lot more effectively. Um, so yeah, it's it's not as like sure. easy to say. Oh yeah, it's the gallbladder. That's yeah. Right, repeating all the, right, sure right. it has a it plays a part but there's all these other factors and components which one of shen blossom's products um kind of helps balance out the too much uh, internet stuff is there anything in particular that you have that helps that that's an interesting question because there's a lot of herbs and formulas that we have that help either inadvertently or directly mm -hmm. um you know, the one that kind of comes to mind um, right away is the earth metal. Um, okay. It's primarily focused as more of our first line of defense immunologically. So against parasites and yeast levels and all these kind of things that we're kind of trying to regulate within our system endogenously. Um, however, uh, it's anything that helps benefit the spleen is going to be very tremendous for, you know, all this over mental work um, and, and, just too much, too much, you know, because the earth element is super important. Um, and once that starts kind of waning or, you know, becoming uh, suppressed in a way, then the other organ systems have a hard time functioning properly. Um, of course, the root of your body is your kidneys, but, you know, the, the spleen and um, doing the whole timeout thing is really good. Any of the medicinal mushrooms and seaweeds especially are really, really good for, for spleen function and digestive gut health. Um, I'm sure you've heard, you know, that we have more neuroreceptor sites in our gut than our brain, right? right so right. what what we eat and how our gut is functioning will directly affect how clarity of thought um, and, and, and immune function as well. And the lungs are what kind of compress all this kind of stuff. So you got to kind of have the upper and lower 
working together. And if those are out of balance, we kind of run into these issues. So I'd say if I had to pick uh, three things like earth metal, seaweeds for sure, okay. and then medicinal mushrooms, because um, those are those are two lungs, right? So you have the the lung of the the sea, which is seaweed, and then the lung of the land is the um, the medis medicinal mushrooms. It helps things respirate and it clears away dead debris and eats it and breaks it down and helps build up good topsoil, which mm -hmm. is what you want to do in the gut if you're looking at um, from a microbiome perspective. So I'm looking at here on on the website earth metal let's look at the ingredients in this puppy <clears throat> um, so so the idea of earth metal would be um, let's see would be internet or pensiveness uh, going out into the matrix too much and this will help keep you grounded is that pretty simplistic yeah of, of course I mean yeah it's it is simplistic but yeah it'll help because any you got to remember everything you do with your body, whether that's training, athleticism, whether it's mental overwork, uh, just anything's anything is going to utilize immune function. Right. Wow. So this is a really big uh, part of supporting the the classic earth spleen uh, immune aspect of of the body. Um, but it also the the element series is really weird because we're kind of bringing back that traditional Chinese medicine five element back to the, like three formulas. So it's like tridosha, five element, yin and yang one system that you can use one of these just about for any organ system in the body. However, there's a slight structure function direction that each one has that the other one is, it's a little bit more, more subdued. So we take these kind of polar opposites and work them together. Kind of like a fire water is probably the best, my, my favorite example of that because fire, you know, water would put out fire, mm -hmm. right? But in the body, you need the water element, kidneys, to kind of work with the fire or heart circulation blood because you need the fire to warm up the water and that creates steam so you create this third element and it's how land is produced you know you hit you see lava hitting uh, ice cold water in the ocean it creates new land and new earth so that supports earth and spleen mm. so all of these kind of elements kind of tie together and i guess if you're new to five element theory it, it can seem kind of overwhelming or or not make sense the the connections i'm making but with this particular formula, you're really reestablishing the earth um, element, which affects athleticism, affects the, the mind. And again, if we're less active and using our brain and typing online and researching and doing all this stuff, and we're not physically moving, that creates a huge imbalance in the physical body. Uh, when you talk about metabolism, when you talk about weight loss, when you talk about mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff, mm -hmm. and just the opposite is also true. Uh, usually it's better to move more than less, right. but if you're overactive, if you're training, you're hitting the weights and all you're doing is eating and pumping iron, just getting as big as possible, your brain's not gonna be as quick as it could be um, because there's a kind of a balance there um, with mental work and physical work. Mm. So most people in this day and age clearly not doing enough physical work. Uh, in most cases, you know, there's a lot of people that are athletic and they have it strike a good balance with that. Um, but this is a good kind of overall formula for that, but also the time of year, fall, winter, spleen, our lungs are exposed to the external environment. So when it gets cold and dry, our lungs are the first organ system that feels that effect. The lungs. <laughs> uh, Brandon Amalani is with us, if you care to join us. What fun stuff, huh? Um, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com, or you can call the numbers there. Yeah, I was looking at this earth thing. It's got astragalus, shizandra, man, all, licorice, mulberry. Oh, that's a, mulberry is a lung thing, isn't it? 
it's, it's the root bark. The yeah, root bark. the root bark. It's helpful with the the lung and yeah, it's just a really uh, there's Lion's there's aspects that go into it. Rosemary. Yeah. Shoot. Where do you, where do these pine needle bark? Pine needle bark. Where do these um, these formulas come from? Hoshu Wu. Wow. They're traditional Japanese formulas. I mean, wow. You can't really just go to a supplier and get it. You know, we make this stuff. And um, wow. What's nice with people that do have a palate um, and and have a kind of a sophisticated understanding of herbalism, you can feel a lot of this kind of stuff in the body mm-hmm. and how how it works and. and because it's not mass produced we're not using machines or high ethanol concentrations or any of the stuff we're not disturbing the chemistry we're just able to extract it and concentrate it um while keeping the integrity of some of the the higher notes uh kind of like a good example would be like people talk about the um essential oils having the immune system of the plant it has a character and has a really robust aromatic quality to it um a lot of these things are usually um you know degraded or removed within the uh, extraction methodologies of today. And a lot of the stuff is maintained in the way we do it, even if it's a powder or a so- traditional sake extract, um, it's it's all kind of maintained. So when we're using the white lady ginseng, for example, in this particular formula, we're, um, you know, we're not flipping the switch. When you use too much a- ethanol or a- alcohol above a certain percentage, which a lot of companies use because clearly they want to squeeze every last drop of goodness out of some of these roots, um, it flips the chemistry and becomes some of those androgenic compounds become more estrogenic just by virtue of being exposed to high ethanol concentrations, um, the way it degrades the carbon chains and, and the such. So um, we're very mindful to, as far as like harvesting at the right time, knowing the families that are actually, you know, sourcing some of this stuff for us, meaning like they're going out, they're farming and or like wildcrafting it. Uh, most of it's wildcrafted, by the way. Um, they just a lot, there's a lot of families that we're connected with that have acreage and they go out and harvest like um, mulberry root bark, for example, and they know what time of year to do that. And they send it to us and then we get a lot of raw materials in, and then we produce it by hand from there and break it down. So it's not like a pre-extracted powder that comes overseas and then gets irradiated at the border and held <laughs> in customs. Then, you know, I hate it who when knows that where happens. it's been. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, you're really like classic boutique, uh, you know, geeky cool stuff it's really really impressive i'm proud of you for the that kind of a um but you just wired like that right you've always been as long as i've known you just to do it the best you can do it the best you can yeah i mean that's been my natural disposition i <laughs> and, and and being in the industry and formulating for a lot of companies and doing uh, source and supply you know you just see where a lot of the stuff comes from and a lot of it i don't want to put in my body so it's <laughs> it's that old saying if you want it done right got to do it yourself yeah, so yeah. this is you know and and the price point reflects it i mean a lot of the stuff if, if i'm buying a, a raw ginseng that's harvested and honey royal jelly cured properly and i'm shipping it over here like i want to i want to make sure it's a top grade and um it's it's really a kind of about knowing that having the discernment to know what's a good quality herb and what's not um, and and be able to get as much of the source as possible and do as much of the production as possible. Meaning how do you transform this from a raw ingredient into a therapeutic valuable substance that you put in your body that is going to affect your DNA and become part of your chromosomal structure and affect you for many, many years past wow. the time you took that particular plant. Um, the only way it really does that is if it's not, if you're not trying to do an isolationist type methodology where you're not trying to fractionate or isolate 
specific fractions like the ginsenicides or saponins or you know terpenes or beta glucans whatever herb you're working with you're not trying to just isolate and concentrate that as much as possible you realize that the chemistry of everything holding that beta glucan or that ginsenicide together is what's going to help the body understand it over just humans using it for thousands of years you know the body understands the nature of things the better thing. than yeah. our mind yeah. Yeah. and although you can concentrate mm -hmm. some nutrients yeah. Um, and get some therapeutic effect long term for adaptability and immunomodulation and hormone modulation, creating this kind of effect where the body can balance itself by get, be given the right, proper raw materials. Um, that's a that's a whole different thing than this nutraceutical mindset that's, you know, come up over the last 50 years. You know? So it would be a good comparison. I, oh, I have it on the table over there. But for example, your um, Arise, that would be one end. And you can we can talk about that. And I really love this. Probably do it every day, and uh, and then going out and getting a shot of testosterone. You know that would that would be right. That would be the two the the real yin and yang of that, huh? Yeah, I mean you don't find just pure testosterone in nature, and of course somebody who's very low, the body will take what it can get. You know, if, um, if it helps get you to a balance point, great. But. Um, that's that's one of the things about our product. We have people that absolutely love it and just, you know, especially like older gentlemen that, you know, have a urine flow issues with prostate inflammation and all this kind of stuff. They just notice it super quickly. But there's a lot of younger guys that are really kind of depleting their kidneys and not really understanding what it takes to create a good root foundation. Um, uh, they have too much heat, too much dryness, uh, inflammation, the whole nine yards, and they're overexerting themselves. Um, they expect, oh, I'll take this thing and get an instant erection and right, all right. this stuff will work work wonders. But that's really not how this formula is designed. This is kind of a long game supportive structure after you're, you know, I would say 35, 40 and over. This is really kind of good. And some women can also take it if they have androgen imbalance. You know, they're producing way too much estrogen. Um, uh, what's nice about it is it comes from the root source. So it's a tricky one because I'm not supposed to talk about some of the stuff. When you okay. look at like... Don't get yourself the in hormone trouble. tree. <laughs> okay. Well, no, it's I, I can say it in a way which I think will be okay. kosher. But if you look at the hormone tree with um, pregnenolone being at the top of it, mm -hmm. that metabolizes into dihydrotestosterone or um, DHEA, and that basically makes all your steroidal sex hormones. So we kind of go to the source of this product, and we do a Japanese wild yam, and we do a fermentation process on it because the original way before like labs became involved. Uh, getting a lot of bioavailable DHEA um, in a balanced way it was done through fermentation. And that that's a skill set I personally don't have, um, but people I work with know how to kind of do that micro-fermentation to the proper degree where you're not destroying. Again, fermentation can break stuff down faster than you want. So you have to be able to stop that enzymatic process through the fermentation to get a, you know, a quality um, raw material that's still in its whole food form, so to speak. So with the male fern and the the wild yam and uh, the other supportive um, herbs in that formula, it just does a really great job at really um, allowing the body to have what it needs to make what it needs. So it's to not going to give you like excess testosterone, but it has precursors. And to have what it needs to make what it needs, that's pretty cool. That's, I mean, you don't get much more natural, I guess, if you can use that term than that, right? I mean, that's that's pretty... Mm -hmm. Pretty interesting. And then, so, uh, I guess then the body builds all various hormones, not just testosterone with this guy. Is that right? Just all different yep. kinds of hormones. 
And that, and that being said, you really still need to support the adrenal cortex. I mean, you still really need to be getting the seaweeds in. You need to be the, doing the dietary, uh, nutritive aspects. Miso is really great for clearing out xenoestrogens and clearing the liver and that'll affect digestion. Like we were talking about with the gallbladder. Uh-huh. But, um, what's nice about this formula is it's not super hot. You know, a lot of hormone supportive herbs, if you're looking at like the pine pollens and the tonkats and, um, all these, um, male stimulants that a lot of guys like to feel that instant, like, up effect from that's going to kind of have it's not only it's plateau uh but if you look at it from a tai chi perspective when you're training internal softness extreme softness and relaxation becomes very rigid and immovable so it has a polarity uh flip with yin and yang just like something that becomes really strong you become you build so much muscle and just intensity that you're easy to break Mm. you know you become rigid and brittle and you can snap so um, a lot of these guys are taking these herbs that are very young, very dry, very hot, and it's going to create the effects that you're trying to remediate. And small doses, if you know how to use it and you combine it with a good diet, they're fine. Um, but I wanted, with anything we create, it's very important to us to create something that's balanced for general people. You know, that we don't know who we're talking to a lot of times. It's just general public. And you don't it has know how, to be balanced you don't know how they're going to use it, right? You have no idea, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And people do a lot of damage with combining too many things or taking too much stuff or just not good enough quality and it gunks up the liver and slows down the huh. absorption process or yeah. you, know, you name it. So and then, this is a really nice balanced formula. And the ladies do good with this guy too. Talk about that. Yeah, they, they certainly can. If a, if a woman has a balanced hormone production, it's not really too much of a female tonic, but if they take about half the dose uh, of a, the recommended male dose, which would be like three quarters of dropper, dropper roughly, um, they can boost their androgen levels as well. Um, and uh, so perimenopausal era is, is really good. If they have like low sex drive or dryness or this or that, this this can definitely help with uh, some of those um, issues because it's gonna tonify the, you know, the adrenals and it's gonna help with hormone um, balance more so than stimulate stimulation. Uh, uh, Brandon Amalani is, is here uh, if you have a question for him. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. So um, what do we do as humans in a body, souls in a body that kind of take hits on our adrenals? I guess just living here on Earth, right? Probably does that. (laughs) And then what are some of your things on Shen Blossom to support adrenals? Well, that's a good question because a lot of times we talk about herbs and the formulas which we do have some really great um adrenal formulas fire water is probably the most stabilizing so for people that feel like out of control in their in their body in their life and just need kind of like that peace of mind that anytime you can down regulate stress um and cortisol and all that kind of stuff your adrenals are going to like be happy so besides the nutritive stuff we've already covered um with the uh you know the seaweeds and medicinal mushrooms those all affect the adrenals the adapt formula is really good um that's a kind of a full spectrum um we used to call it like it's like an old school martial arts formula so if you need like fast nerve transmission and you're just like um you you need quick reflexes you need your brain to be working properly but you also need that immune power for the recovery so when you're like you know smacking your hands on large pieces of wood all day and bruising them up you know we got the topicals for that but you also want the internal um repair mechanisms to start activating and that requires immune power so it's a really good all around adaptogen formula to adapt you to stress. Um, you know, Shazandra is kind of a classic in, in that regard as well. 
Um, but yeah, what I was thinking when you first said that is that some of the things I actually really like are some of the more non-doing stuff. Like we brought in some really masterfully crafted incense um, hmm. from a couple of families that they're, they're basically building it like a herbal formula. The newest one that I haven't actually put on the site yet that I'm going to be uh, putting on the site has our dojosan amachi. So it has the tea um, of that and some of the blue reishi mushroom and some of these other kind of compounds that when you light this stuff and you just sit in meditation, that's going to have a huge effect on what you're talking about. It, wow. it sounds cheesy as hell, I'm sure. But um, <laughs> no, again, most people don't do enough of the internal right. work. And right. what's nice right. about having something that acts as a focal pointer tool is that you actually have, you know, a mechanism where you're literally watching something burn away. So you want to burn away anything in your body and your mind and your heart that's not actually serving you or that's right. useless. Right. You know, you want to kind of burn that stuff up and it takes kind of going to inward decompressing. You wouldn't imagine what that would do for your adrenals, just that alone. I mean, you want to take herbs, you want to do nutrients, you want to stay hydrated, which is a huge part of the hydrated. adrenal right. factor. <clears throat> but, you know, just sitting in, in, in quiet contemplation. And here's a little tip for anybody. If you're new to meditation or if you're long term, really the whole purpose is just letting your mind do what it does. The nature of the mind is to think, you know, and the nature of the thoughts is to wander. So let it go. Just like kind of let it move and do its thing. And really all these tools, exercise, diet, why we have a physical body is all kind of just to realize that w who we really are. And most people forget that you're it, you're the whole thing. We are but the whole thing. Like, like you're, yeah. everybody listening is the, the, the big we, you know, but we kind of get into this like compartmentalized like this and that and whatever. And we forget like who we actually are. And meditation is the only tool that really kind of helps recenter and some people go really extreme with that. There's people that up in Tibet, um, you know, they'll do those kind of death rituals where there's certain, uh, they're called dim mock points where they they basically will strike you in certain areas and stop your lung and heart function and they'll pack you in snow and you'll basically go through a death process so you can realize that you can experience life after the physical body yeah. and that your consciousness is a huge part of like, you know, that animating force that makes everything alive. That's who you really are and you're connected to all the other satellites of that essentially so um when you talk about adrenals it's like it's always easy to go like what's the easy thing what light can i shine at myself what magnetic field can i expose myself to what food can i eat but really the internal work takes patience and discipline and um that's that's one of the best things you can do to regenerate is just kind of do more downtime do more internal work do more meditation and and, and with the intention, with the purpose of letting the mind wander and let just like let go of the thoughts and just watch them, just watch everything that's happening and watch where you hold tension. Because if you're going in for acupuncture or body work, massage, any of this kind of stuff, what are they doing? They're, they're stimulating certain aspects, certain meridian points, certain acupressure points, communicating with organs, letting organs find new ways to or, or where there's blockages and releasing those blockages. But you can really do that yourself in a sense, because you can if you relax enough, the body will kind of take over and the natural blueprint will actually come into effect. Mm -hmm. and a lot of times there's mental stress, there's dietary stress, there's lack of movement stress that will impede how chi or energy flows in the body. So meditation is just all around, yeah. covers all those bases. The tools are really great for helping you get to a higher level on top of that. So the herbs are the tools, the foods are the tools. Kind of. I, I like what you're saying about the contemplation and what, what I do and, and rather than I just... I get this whole relationship with my mind and 
and, and divine spirit that it's hard for me to explain, but you know, this idea of when I used to do 30 years ago, just trying to quiet the mind, it never did work anyway. <laughs> That's, I don't, it's just a way to, you can, yeah, it's just like, okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> it's like a snow globe. If like you shake up a snow globe, you can let it settle, but right. the snow and the snow globe is still there. I mean, you're not really going to get rid of thoughts. You can just come into a, to the degree you can control your thoughts is the degree you can control your health because there's people that can do amazing, like, unspeakable th- things that you would think are fake YouTube videos, right? But there's people that can actually control their body to a significant degree. They can create infrared energy out of the Lao Gong points out of their hands, verified, not made up, sounds right. far out, but, it, and they all, it's just really kind of not letting your mind run wild. And it takes a lot of work. Yeah, I'm not there. Yeah, it takes a lot <laughs> of patience. That, and that, and I think love of self is huge, you know, and that's for me, is knowing that I'm a good guy, you know, and I, and I deserve to be, you know, have divine love, and I deserve to have a, you know, everything that I have. And that was a big one for me, boy. Just, you know, I would keep seeing that in the dream state, where I would come up against something that I had to move into, but I just the thing kept coming up. Well, I don't deserve to to know this. I mean, that would be too cool, you know. Isn't that interesting? You know, you got that hanging around somewhere. I don't know. And then once you move through that, well, then it's gone. You know, it's like wow. It's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. It's like, thermostat has been adjusted. <laughs> thermostat has been adjusted. But I suspect that, that um, uh, many of us on, on, on Earth these days, and uh, uh, this, this whole idea of not deserving it or guilt, it's probably a lot of that running around, huh? And uh, on the Earth plane these days, because of past yeah. lives and who knows what's going on with the media and the kids and you know schools yeah. and true. Religions, my God. People forgetting who they are. I mean, it's a yeah, there's all these uh, middlemen and uh, <laughs> dualistic, uh, you know, these bipartisan dualistic opposing viewpoints. And yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it's 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 tricky to navigate, but the only way to really kind of get past the noise and the static is really kind of be more rooted in yourself and develop your kidney energy, develop your root, essentially. And that's why I think like everybody should at least train a little bit martial arts or a little bit, you know, internal meditation type something um, right. practices. Yeah. 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 Uh, Brandon Amalani is with us. Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. Um, so if you, if you, if somebody wanted to just kind of uh, ease into a, some kind of a martial art kind of thing, uh, what, would, what would you have them look like? Like uh, Taekwondo or Tai Chi or what? Any, any of the above? any movement's good and when you get to certain levels of it um they all interconnect at some some point i think for younger kids um i would say getting into more hard style martial arts like the kung fu like if you want taekwondo if you want like the japanese style that's cool too um but i think for uh middle-aged older people like tai chi and the internal style martial arts are really good because it's just really gentle on it's low impact but you can also really work to build the kidney energy in the root which is very important so you learn how to relax under pressure when you're standing on one leg long enough and you still learn how to relax into that that's a huge value health and uh mentally and emotionally wise you the the martial aspect comes later um and it's not an instant gratification with the martial arts stuff so um, I got kind of into internal martial arts for a number of years, dedicated every single day, you know, soft style, soft style, soft style. And that's, I learned a lot and I integrated a lot into my body makeup. So how I move today is still affected by that. But 
I started realizing with Tai Chi, it's like yin and yang. So hard and soft have to kind of both play together. So um, I'm kind of going back to the root of Tai Chi, which is Qigong and doing more of the standing meditation practices and uh, really just doing more of the internal work. And then I'm going to come back around to Tai Chi and start playing with the, the hard and soft because soft style is harder, hardest to learn. It's better for old people. Uh, young people don't have the patience for it. So if you want to get your child into like martial arts and have some kind of discipline with uh, how to harmonize the mind and body. I'm also a big fan of getting into music too, because really you're all, you're doing the same stuff. You're learning how to move and harmonize the nerves and the brain with the body. And, and from a traditional Chinese medicine perspective, uh, they would used to, they would call you a well-rounded person if you could do, you know, the art. So literature, calligraphy, poetry, TCM and martial arts. That's kind of like the five pillars uh, of being a well-rounded kind of uh, person. Because if you miss out on one of, uh, if you're not like working on philosophy and understanding of life and soul and human, you know, condition, if you're not working on that piece, you're imbalanced in one way. But if you're not looking at like how to move your body and move, um, move chi outside of your body, like through a weapon or stuff, you're not going to learn how to really kind of use your chi to its full capacity either. Um, or your energy or your mind intent, because that's what it really comes down to. I'm using all these, intent, you know, right? yeah, focus, word, right? but yeah. it's focus. Right. You can do amazing stuff with, with your focus and it makes you better in every aspect of your life. Music does that as well. You're learning how to channel that outside of yourself into a tool, an instrument. Um, it could be a sword, could be a teapot, could be a instrument. You know, it's all, it's all really kind of like how you enter, how you connect and build your relationship with everything external and bring that into an internal harmony. So internal, external, always harmonize. That's what we're doing with herbs and immune system with harmonizing with the cold and dry and mitigating damp inside of our body for this time of year. You know, we're harmonizing the external environment. So we gotta do that mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually to really have some intense health, to have really like, have some serious longevity, uh-huh. I think. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Uh, here's one for you, let's see. Mm. Can Brandon please explain in this in detail, if possible, how the fermentation process for the Arise male potency formula is unique or differs in comparison to the types of fermentation used by other companies for the herbal formulas? And which of Shen Blossom's products have customers reported to be especially beneficial for helping clear up varicose veins? Okay. Arise and fermentation. Is that critical, cool, interesting there? Yeah. I mean, uh, certain like uh, koji and different spores from the environment will basically be infused into the food. Um, a lot of the, a lot of stuff is chemically and laboratory made as far as DHEA, if that's what this person's talking about. So um, we just use a, like a natural fermentation process. Um, not going to give away all the secret sauce, of course, but uh, uh yeah, basically, it's it's a skill set more so with the person that is actually doing the fermenting because you got to understand that environmental aspects change. You might have, you know, more humidity, less humidity, different days bring different weather and external environment. So they have to know how to move the pieces and parts in this kind of slurry around to where it properly and evenly ferments before it goes into the drying stages and. Uh, sometimes there's a steaming aspect. So there's different levels that, again, I'm not going to go into all the different stages of it, um, but it's just more of a natural fermentation versus laboratory um, chemically extracted styles of uh, DHEA. Um, and does that answer that question? I think so. I think so. 
And then he uh, asked about varicose veins. Uh, varicose veins, um, you know, you want to obviously get circulation happening. So any of the the uh, formulas and herbs and oils and all this kind of stuff that increase circulation in the body. Um, one product I actually really like. It's more of a it's more of a tech product, but it's the Infratonic Nine. Um, actually, What's it I think called? it's a Infratonic Eleven. It's called the Infratonic. Um, it's basically a little handheld device that does this acoustical huh. um, pulsing of energy, and what it works on the hyaluronic path, acid pathways. It gets uh, cellular coherence and communication, but it's also like a diaphragm of a speaker, so it's actually pumping fluid. So it can move lymph, it can move blood, but it'll really help with circulation. Um, I'm working on a new uh, device that I've been working on this year that I'm pretty um, pretty stoked about. It's a uh, it's kind of a one of a kind. I've been playing with uh, PEMF devices for a long time, but I don't like a lot of the solid state um, components. Uh, so I'm building an analog system that hmm. modulates and regulates, especially designed uh, capacitors that will actually um, regulate the the intensity and the pulse rate. So it's kind of like the blue shield of PEMF. It's going to like never stimulate you in the exact same way every time you use it. Um, but the uh, the infratonic something we have right now that's like handheld and you can just you can do the energy pathways of the body, but you can hold it over varicose veins and it'll help kind of pump the nutrients that you're using. Uh -huh. um, like when you're using MSM, for example, is a good uh -huh. good way to um, kind of dilate and create that, um, um, uh, affect the sodium potassium pump so you can actually get nutrients in um, and waste out of that area. Um, the other thing, oh, the other thing that comes to mind is the two, two things, um, the MEND formula, which, you have to be hydrated for that to work. Otherwise, you might go the opposite way and create more contraction. But it's 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 a pain and inflammation formula. So there's a COX-2 inhibiting aspect to it. I would use MEND and then uh, this Orovetic formula. This is not something we make and it tastes freaking horrible, but it works really well. And it there's so many knockoffs online. Uh, I found kind of an original source of the original formula and it's called the OrthoNil. Uh, and you'll see most people here in the west will use it for like if they drank too much the night before and they have a headache the next day and you want to get rid of it without an aspirin or something like that you would use orthonil as like an herbal alternative but you could take it on a regular basis for uh, arthritic conditions and general inflammation and that will help circulatory function but it's it's just nasty super bitter um, a lot of people that are used to our herbs and what we produce from japanese lineage they appreciate the flavor being pretty good uh, even though there's some pretty medicinal stuff in there um, but yeah, so orthonil, mend, and then you know using something like a PEMF or infratonic or any infrared therapy will do that. Anything that moves lymph and blood and circulation, um, it's really really kind of oh. good for. What's PEM? PEM? What is it? P uh, pulsed electromagnetic oh, yeah. field therapy. Right, right. Yeah, and you're looking at yep. doing your uh, uh, your own version of that. Yeah, so uh, I I'm basically. Uh, like most things we do like i couldn't find one that i was really happy with on the market um that wasn't moving in like a natural way or giving me like kind of lasting results so i kind of had to build this so hmm. i'm working with a couple engineers so every aspect of what's inside of this 
box essentially is is custom made. So it's not something I can just go buy off the shelf from China that's pre-made and then I'm just putting it in something. So we're like literally building this thing up. And what's nice is it's got two, um, it's analog, first of all, so it's more of a point source energy. It's mm -hmm. not like a lot of PEMF devices use circuit boards and microprocessor and they're, they're resonators essentially. So they use a waveform to generate electromagnetic current and it repeats that waveform and then creates entrainment at the cell level. This is actually pure magnetic. It's like lightning in a box. So like, I was like, how can we create something that replicates mag strong magnetic fields in nature and randomizes it in a way to where your body's not gonna, it, it bypasses the natural impedance of the body. You get depth of field penetration because one, one of the reasons is that uh, the bone marrow, I wanna stimulate the bone marrow. Um, in the tailbone, different areas, so you can get natural stem cell production. I don't like the idea of drilling into bone or taking something external as far as stem cells. So like, how do we produce our own? Strong magnetic fields have been shown to increase your body's natural uh, indifferentiated stem cell counts. And uh, you need, but to get most magnetic fields are bouncing off the body. So I was like, okay, I see all these problems with PEMF. Like, how can we solve these? And I think we've, we're basically there. I had, I've had a prototype for the last few months that I've been playing with personally, and it's it's unbelievable. Really? Um, cool. So When's it's that not ready be out? to put out. What's it called? What, and when it, soon? It, we're calling it the ARC, A-R-C. Mm -hmm. And it's a little premature. I don't have a website. I don't, it's, you can't, and we'll probably have to, uh, the, th the thing that's cool about solid state machines is they're cheap to build, like microprocessors and circuit boards, all that stuff's inexpensive. But when you're like custom machining, like mm. modular spark gaps and capacitors and all this stuff that's it's super expensive but so i don't i will probably have to do them like custom order so people order one and we'll build it for them <laughs> um to start but we're we're hoping we can get that project kind of off the ground q1 next year uh, so wow. january february february probably most and likely the whole analog uh digital thing is so curious i know i know people that are beginning i know one singer a good friend of mine he's a saloon singer and he he just did an album but he did it and and uh, analog, uh, you know, he's got an actual vinyl, yeah, yeah, you know, because he said there's a difference uh, between you know analog and digital CD recordings, and and he was explaining to me the difference. It's like there really is. It's 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 the, like the difference between a real photograph, right? Yep. And a and a computer generated photograph, like NASA does with all this stuff. They're all CGI. There's no real photographs, <laughs> and right. it, it's just different. It's just it's just pixels and the same thing with the with the energy right of of the pem same thing wow absolutely yeah it's a completely different it's more biocompatible and with digital signals you're getting the stair step so it's like an on off on off on off with right. any kind of waveform no matter what it is and you know what we're doing is we're moving more to a point source magnetic field generation so and this would be a, a whole show in and of itself i mean there's just too much to get into because when we talk about like scalar energy, magnetic fields, I, I don't think most people realize that um, hmm. the only two postulated theories scientifically of how energy works in nature are atomist. So you got the materialist atomist, which I'm talking about atoms. Like you oh. have a bunch of electron particles bumping around into each other, and that's how energy gets from one point to another. Although, if you really like actually look at it, that doesn't explain how you can do wireless induction in a vacuum. Still doesn't explain that one. But anyway, the 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 one that I'm kind of like leaning towards when I study more of the old kind of hardcore monistic, you know, uh, um, Greek 
type stuff uh-huh. is uh, that you know they have more of an ether base modality like we're swimming in the soup of it's energy just, it's just all energy. one big god thing right yeah this way, yep and well, what yeah. what happens when you're generating a magnetic field or a scalar longitudinal wave um you're, you're creating they call it electromagnetic pulse perturbation of the ether so you're just creating a, dis- a disturbance so with this with this uh, these coils and these applicators that we're using we're using kind of basically a plasma to create this strong magnetic field that collapses in on itself and uh, it generates a magnetic field that goes pretty much through the body and penetrates like really hard tissue to to penetrate and um that's again that's a whole another story but the analog aspect of that is because it's a point source it's plasma it's creating real ener- magnetic energy and it's vibrating at um like 150 to 300 nanoseconds it's just like and it's it's basically ringing the cells so what's nice about that is with solid state kind of semiconductor technology you could program it with free terror, but every single cell in the body like a bone cell is different than a liver cell is different than a brain cell and they all have different frequency um frequencies that they resonate at so you could put like 6 12 24 different frequencies in into a uh, machine and you're going to get those benefits within those ranges but using pure magnetic energy uh and ringing the cells which is what the old ringer devices did you're allowing the cell to ring at its natural frequency mm. and it works kind of like a bell you know if you have rust or dirt on a bell and you hit it it's going to vibrate and those bonds that hold the rust or hold the dirt to the bell are going to kind of shake and kind of you know fall off and 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 that's really great for not only inducing a magnetic charge and getting your cell voltage optimized but uh other organisms that aren't in harmony with your cells are going to not like it so it's going to really help on a lot of levels with you know Get certain overgrowths or certain yeah. 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 yeah yeah you know rudolf steiner um he believed that the uh, and i do too now that um the moon and most of the stars are just plasma you know this plasma they're just lights you know they're not solid rocks, you know. <laughs> Steiner was pretty. A lot cool. of, there's a lot of plasma out there yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, what is plasma anyway? I mean, if you think of the moon as being plasma rather than a rock, what? It's just it's just a being or a living being of light and energy and God and. Dude, if <laughs> it depends on who you talk to, uh, that <laughs> I mean, so plasma from a traditional perspective is a very it's a noble gas, it's stable gas. So stable. the electrons stable. are very 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 stable they can like a lot of the old rife machines and the new rife machines and uh, they use plasma tubes to transmit a signal um and these plasma tubes tend to make a longitudinal so they they turn this transverse wave into a longitudinal wave uh through the plasma because of the way the plasma structures the energy uh mm-hmm. that's it's mediating um you know you, you look at dan winter which i think dan winter is pretty brilliant and kind of has a good grasp and understanding on uh, a lot of the big topics um, pl- we live in a living plasma cocoon, according to him. And um, plasma is a lot more mysterious and has a lot more going on with it than than we know. And it interfaces and works with consciousness in a sense. So that's a deep rabbit hole. And yeah. a lot of it for me is kind of still speculatory. Um, but you know, so gravity. Like, mainstream science hasn't figured out gravity. The the atomist, the, the bumping particle. It's folks, still a theory, you know, gravity is a theory. Yeah, and, and one thing I can say, um, <laughs> with all the uncertainties I still have and all the stuff I'm still trying to figure out with the nature of reality, is that everything's kind of like politics, right? It's pretty upside down and backwards. Like, people will look and 
what, what's an example of energy? People will say, oh, look at that atomic bomb going off. That's energy. That's just a massive amount of energy. But what you're actually seeing is the spent energy and real energy is inertia. So everything's centripetally uh, moving towards inertia, which is the still point, which is what we're working on with Tai Chi and trying to, that's you know, where, that's how that's you become where the real which is the God inertia. point, right? Inertia, just where, where everything yeah. comes out of spirit, right? Everything is coming out. Yeah. So you see one guy doing cartwheels and flips and karate kicks, and then you see one guy just standing there. It looks like that one guy has way more energy. But which one actually has more energy? Huh. Like in their actual physical container. So, um, yeah, everything's kind of upside down, backwards, and plasma is still kind of a, a mysterious thing. But I, I think plasma based technology is still really, really great as a vehicle if you know how to use it. Um, and that's kind of what we're working with in this as to create like a point source energy. And when I mean point source energy, I'm talking about natural coherent energy. You can have a five watt light bulb and a five watt laser. They're both five watts. What's the difference? Major difference. A five watt light bulb can barely illuminate anything, but a five watt laser could burn your eye. Mm-hmm. So uh, one's more coherent point source energy and the other one's, and a lot of LEDs are moving towards that. And that's why we use LEDs and, um, you know, the blue shield technology to create the millions of frequencies that are kind of going on with that thing. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a fun one to end the show on, right? Cause well, like that's a can of worms. We're not going to end yet. Yeah. You don't, you're not, you don't get rid of me yet. Um, but you know, <laughs> this whole idea of this blob of God thing and this, I, I think this Dan Winter re- relates to this idea and you and I, I, hear, I suspect we do. I mean, we know for an absolute fact that we can talk to any soul that we want, just talk to them, like right now, and mm-hmm. they can get it if they want to. And they, it happens all the time. Um, so how does that work? You know, I mean, is that are these thoughts flying through Is there any real space or time? I mean, you can get really trippy with this stuff. I mean, well, we are connected, the, right? But is it light or are we already connected with them so when we talk to them, they're just right here with us, which is what it well, feels like to me, you know, with my spiritual teacher. I've, over the years, and you know, that I work with Brandon, that he, if you want to call it a he or it, is not anywhere separate from me, right? It's just... You're it. I'm it. I'm it. And the it's big, just, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just it. We are the teacher. The big we. The big, and the then, big yeah, we. Yeah, that's that linear mind gets kind of confusing because, you, like, how does it travel? Well, it, like, there is light. no travel. There's right? no the, the speed speed of light. It's not a, It's not moving like that. It's it's a rate of induction. It's not a speed. You know, and that's where you know Einstein kind of got some things wrong. He, he thought <laughs> speed of light was kind of the uh, you know the, the speed limit, right. and that's obviously silly. Uh, but that, that's the that's the main issue when you talk to, you know, building biologists or any of these uh, theoretical physicists. It's like they want something so manifest that it can be tangibly measured. If it's not tangibly measurable, it's yes. not real. Right. However, how do you explain that everything came from nothing? How do you measure nothing? How do you measure yin when the yang is springing forth from it, and you're you're dazzled with all these like rocks and gases and minerals and thoughts and all this kind of stuff, you, all the stuff that springs off the nothingness, like how do you measure nothing? And that's where I think the Greeks kind of had it right as far as like it being a, a an ether model versus like bumping particles. Because there's a lot of bumping particle stuff. They're not explaining gravity. They're not ex- 
explaining wireless induction in a vacuum. You're not explaining all the stuff that if particles are bumping into particles and that's how electricity worked and that's how all the stuff worked. Like, why are there so many holes? Like, the only thing that fills those holes is the ether-based model where we're in this kind of cosmic soup. Cosmic. And uh, we're just agitating that soup in specific ways to get you certain rates of induction and certain, you know. And tes uh, Tesla was going to that, right, with all of the that idea of the ether, our divine spirit being everything, and that's what that's what's running the whole show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was fascinated with James Clerk Maxwell's theories. Like, oh. he theoretically figured out the scalar component of a transverse wave. However, it was so physically unmanifest that he, you know, he didn't, uh, that nobody kind of took it seriously, but the math worked out. So Tesla was fascinated, the math worked out, but nobody could physically do anything with it. And then Tesla ran his tests and, you know, mail came after him, like all these scientists since kind of have figured out like the longitudinal aspect of transverse waves and how when you create zero point fields or, you know, you face, um, phase conjugate or phase shift things out of phase, uh, you're not left with no energy when you get rid of all electromagnetic energy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's there's no such thing as nothing, but nothing is what everything comes from, and that's where you get into the Taoist side of philosophy. Which would be, which would be God, right? It's nothingness, yeah. which is everything, everything, everywhere. Oh. Source, yeah. Source, yeah, source. Um, Let's see. We'll have to do a quick, quick uh, turnabout here, um, <laughs> but that's okay. We'll just move around. This is from Susan in Northwest Arkansas. We'll come down to earth. Brandon and I just went out to La La Land for a while. We have a huge pasture for our <laughs> cattle. <laughs> well, we liked it. We had fun. Uh, we have a huge pasture for our cattle, and thistle is taking over. What can we do? I understand that they are they are there because our soil needs it. The cattle will not eat thistle and we don't want to spray it. Uh, we also have poison hemlock. How can we eliminate it? Does your guest have any idea as well? Boy, you're really reaching now, baby, into agriculture too. Wow, dang, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, most things like locust trees, thistles, um, there are certain plants that balance nitrogen, so they're there for a reason, for sure, and they're right. interconnected to the ecosystem of the soil. Um, how do you get rid of it without poisons? Just gotta do some physical labor. You gotta dig it like, out. Like I don't huh? know if any ways you gotta dig it out. Yeah, and I don't know any other. Or get some goats. Get some oh goats. Goats will. Will they eat that? Goats are really interesting. They'll eat anything, and uh, a lot of people don't realize that. I mean, goat meats. Goat meat is super healthy because they're one of the few animals that can actually produce like fifteen thousand milligrams of vitamin C with their own liver endogenously, like in their own really? liver. Goats they do. produce a ton of vitamin I don't think C. I've ever yeah, eaten so goat they, meat. Have you eaten goat meat? Have you ever? Eaten? Mm -hmm. Oh it? yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's uh so they're they're uh useful animals like they're they're great to have around to mow your lawn or they'll, <laughs> but they'll eat cans and not get sick, you know what I mean? So they're uh goats are uh, if you if your property if you can kind of fit them in um they're a really great animal to have around for those. They'll eat, you know, poison ivy and all kinds of stuff. Really? Wow. They must have some really Cool things going on with their stomachs, huh? Yeah, they can eat all that stuff. I don't know that, what that's about. Yeah, yeah. And the vitamin C I thought was kind of the most impressive aspect of them building it in their own liver, so they don't require it from an external source. Are they one of the few um, animals that do that? Yeah, I don't. I don't actually know of another one off the top of my head that can actually produce its own vitamin C like that. Um, huh. I know some animals that can uh, that don't get uh, chronic disease. Who's they don't that? get tumors. They don't get cancer. Who's that? Who's that? Uh, like the earthworm. 
We actually got a, a product <laughs> called Earth Dragon that has Earthworm in it. So if you want something weird and bizarre to show your friends, Earthworm what, product. What's the name of the product? It's called Earth Dragon. Earth Dragon. And what do you do with that? God knows. You just consume it. So it's a little, it comes in a powder and you just make a little broth out of it. And it tastes like a salty, briny kind of broth. Huh. Um, but what I just thought they were amazing. They've been using herbalism for a very long time, just not so much in the West. They just have such an immunopotent um, you know, immune system. It's it's completely resistant to malignant disease. What's like that you can't get I think uh, like there's a puffer fish that also can't like get tumors or cancer as well. Um, but yeah, so what why I wanted to use this in a formula is for just pain and inflammation and joint health because you can't like blood flow blood flow doesn't flow efficiently to the joints. So like how do you get in there and work out inflammation and calcification and things of this nature? How do you get into the the deep tissues? Um, all the stuff we can't talk about, the big nasty C word. It's right. it's pretty profound as far as like helping drill and dredge because think of it this way um what does an earthworm do in nature it can it can basically burrow down into the toughest impacted clays and everything and it leaves them with the ability to breathe again so respiration kind of like we were talking about mushrooms earlier Hmm. it allows for soil to respirate and recycle dead material and a lot of times we accumulate material in our body that we don't really want there so these these particular um creatures can get, actually go and dig through the toughest of soils and leave them more fertile and nutritious uh and that contributes to the whole you know symbiosis uh, and harmony in the natural world with with the soils and you know biodiversity with plants and stuff like that so um yeah i got kind of on a tangent but, that's right yeah. Uh, yeah. This, this cool one uh from gary oh this is great patrick put up a video from santos Bonacci about preserving the seed and not ejaculating very often, and I, I like to know. I found the I found the video interesting. I wanted to see what Brandon thought about that from a Chinese medicine perspective. Hmm, preserving the so, seed. Hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, semen retention basically. Semen retention, yeah, right. yeah, it's great if you can do it. Yeah. Um, most people have a hard time with that one, but yeah, it's, <laughs> the more you can do that because it's not just seed. So you can't just like get a vasectomy and bypass yeah, that it's, thing. It's, it's, a, it's an energetic it's an energetic it's a, thing yeah it's an energetic thing too um you know and there's different um speculations and um de- depending on what lineage you're listening to like some people say don't ejaculate especially in winter some say well you can do it once a week depending on your age right, right. like there, there's all these kind of theories about it but is it good yeah uh, can it create some heat yeah for sure like if you don't know how to like kind of channel it um there's breathing practices and exercises you can definitely do. Uh, the Arise formula is really good for supporting that if you're kind of oh, doing that. But as you age, as you age, especially, it's more important. If you're wanting to develop the higher mind, right? Because that's what it's really depleting is sp- spine energy, brain, yeah. marrow. Uh, it's going to dry you out. Uh, and then you'll get vascular issues and stuff like that over time. I'm not saying it's bad. I mean, you know, have fun. Um, I'm just saying like if you're going for the higher training qigong uh more the natural abilities a lot of what you were talking about earlier patrick is natural human abilities the telepathy um you know using thought and intention yeah yeah to kind of connect with all of nature that's that's more easily developed um that that qigong practice if you do semen retention and actually it's required in certain stages of martial art practice where you're hanging around a bunch of dudes at a temple you know for 
months or <laughs> years sometimes, depending on how long you're training, and you're basically told not to masturbate and do all this kind of stuff. You want to conserve. And that's how you develop sensitivity to your body. And it's not just for external stuff. It's not for lovers. It's not being better at this. Although a lot of those aspects, relationships will benefit from sure, that. Sure, of course. Um, you're really developing your internal sensitivity by practicing um, semen retention. It's. I think it's great. And I it's, a, discipl it's a disciplinary it. thing too, right? It's a, you yeah. know, delaying gratification and just... Uh, and plus, it's a great thing for the girls, you know, in your life. You know what I mean? They like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also makes you super sensitive. So yeah, yeah. You, it's trade-offs. Yeah, you got to <laughs> you got to be careful there and and be kind and gentle it. for sure. That's pretty. Hopefully, fun. the woman likes it a particular way. Yeah, that's it's a beautiful. <laughs> uh, what a great great question. OneRadioNetwork.com. Um, I wanted to turn you on to a little thing and see what you thought about this. I've been doing a a. Uh, let me just show you a picture of it here. This is, a, uh, we interviewed this fellow, Brandon, uh, being a, you know, a real physical kind of guy. I think you'd appreciate it. He wrote a book called Weightlifting is a Waste of Time, and he put together a program. Well, he put together, um, um, let's see, how should I say this? He put together uh, some equipment that you're actually working with uh, um, um, latex bands, right? With a steel bar kind of thing. And... So you're doing all the different muscle groups, chest and uh, lats and, and biceps and triceps and, uh, and shoulders. And what you're doing is, and I've been doing it like about three months now, and you, say if you're doing a, a, a thing like this, you, you know, let me just give you a full shot. So say you're doing overhead press and you're standing on a, on a plate and you've got these latex bands, you know, and you're doing this, right? So you're, so you're getting your shoulders, right? And then you bring it down, and then you still have pressure on the on the muscle. You never take it off like you do with weights. You know, weights, you go down and then you go back up. So you always have pressure. They call it variable resistance. And then you push it up like this. And you do as many as you can, slow and controlled, until you can't do any more, until you're just like, and then you stop, right? And it's really a trip. I'm, I'm, I'm growing muscles probably for the first time in my life. You know, I've been around for, got 76 years on the body. Um, it's a trip. It's really interesting. Um, do you have any feelings about that and the idea of variable resistance without taking the pressure off the muscle rather than weightlifting? And we're promoting this on our site, by the way. It's really, yeah. it's really cool. Really cool. Yeah, I think... Um that so essentially it's resistance bands is that what they're bands and then you have different bands for and as you get stronger you can get a heavier band so you can you know and you can just keep going and and um yeah and i think there's that's that's a i'm i'm all about resistant bands um, i do like weightlifting. anytime you can uh, increase gravity on the bones is going to be really great for the body um i like isometrics a lot one one product that's actually pretty cool is the iso chain have you ever heard of that I don't know. No, I don't know that. It's um, it's an isometric chain. So what's cool about it is, you remember Bruce Lee doing all the, sure. the isometric stuff where you just like resist and just tense up basically? Right. Um, this is a, a, a device where it measures it. So you can actually incrementally see that you're actually, you know, increasing how many pounds of pressure you're, you're putting onto this thing. And it's a little uh, plate and same kind of idea, but it's just like a little bar that you can do over your head or 
but yeah, I mean, it sounds like that guy's on the right path. Uh, I tend to be multidisciplinarian and I think, I think getting a wide range of movement is better than having like just the one thing that you do, like only doing cardio or only doing weightlifting. Um, you know, all that kind of moving in different ways is always important. Oh, um, sure. Yeah. 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 Exactly. You know, so sounds like, uh, it's good really, stuff for not really fun. About it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I, you can do it every, or you do it every day. And I've never been sore once. One time in my back a little bit, I, I, I didn't have the right posture, and that lasted for a couple of days, which is pretty interesting, you know. If you don't get sore, that tells me something, you know. Something. Are you still doing the rebounding and all that stuff? You know, it's interesting you ask. Uh, now I do it every morning, but what I do, I get on the rebounder and I run as fast as I can, right? As fast as I can, and I can go. Sometimes I can go for. 60 seconds, and I can get my heart rate from 50 resting to 150, boom. And, uh, wow. and yeah, just like 150, and and I'm not even out of breath. And uh, people have told me that this burst exercise really strengthens everything, because it's kind of telling the body, well, if a tiger ever comes after me, dude, I'm gonna be ready, right? <laughs> that kind of an idea. Yep. So that's all yep. I do every day for 30, 45 seconds. Nice. That's what I do. I don't. Cool. And my pulse rate keeps going down, you know, so I, I know my heart is getting stronger doing that. It, you know, every now and then it'll click down a little little beat, you know. That's mm. good that you're not overdoing it, too. So oh, yeah. you're putting enough stress on the heart, but not too much. Yeah. Great. Yeah, you just do enough. And if I put too much, I guess I'll just fall over and have some goat's milk. Uh, Brandon Amalani uh, is <laughs> with us, OneRadioNetwork.com. Uh, I've been listening to Patrick for a long time, and and uh, I was a follower of Ray Peets, and we really sad to see him go, but he talked a lot about the thyroid. What does Brandon think about thyroid from a Chinese medicine perspective? That's a good question. A lot of people have thyroid stuff going on. What's your yeah, take on important. thyroid? Let's talk about thyroid. Yep, thyroid, adrenals, hormones. Yeah, it's all, all connected. I mean, I can't stress enough eating enough seaweed during the day. Seaweed? And you look at wow. 100 grams, wet weight, every day if you can um it's gonna have alginates um that basically have a neg negative electrical charge that will bind to heavy metals arsenic all this kind of stuff and everything in the blood circulatory system moves into through the gut because that's how we're kind of like dissolving things into our body um so taking that on a daily basis one reduces a lot of the toxicity that the thyroid kind of takes on as it is a very positively charged organ system or negatively charged organ system um and Two, it's going to basically be nutritive. So it's going to feed it these kind of iodine components and all these uh, selenium and all these other minerals that are super important uh, for thyroid function. Um, yeah, it, there's also depends on where you live. There's been a lot of nuclear detonation tests in the Southwest. Mm. Um, so nutrition, what you do daily on that's going to be a, a big thing. You can go a little bit further with carbon if you need like kind of a deeper detoxification. You can do make zeolite clay. I don't, I'm not a big fan of zeolite internally, but externally I am. And you can make a, a clay and uh, put it right over, you know, the thyroid area, certain qigong holding points of the lungs where you can like basically charge up the the thyroid and you just imagine like a sparkling kind of gold light going in so you use intention and mind mm -hmm. uh to kind of energize that um but a lot of people's 
it's just too hard to say blanket statement because a lot of people's um, diet is interfering with thyroid function for sure. What kind of a foods, lack of movement? And what, what kind of foods mess with the um, thyroid? Ranc rancid oils, uh, processed foods, um, you know, too much fried food, anything that's going to really create dampness in the system. Sticky foods, cheeses, breads, like in excess. Of course, you do a fermented sure. sourdough that you made at home. It's going to be different than what you buy on the store store shelf. But that being said, uh, main, learning how to control dampness in the body, whether it's damp heat or just straight damp with cold or whatever, that's going to be kind of huge because as the body kind of accumulates, we age, we metabolize less efficiently, things get sticky and clumped up. It's going to make the thyroid work harder. Um, you know, there's components of just environmental, like radiation in the environment, mercury in the environment, to just toxicity. So, um, you know, so, and, and that's where it gets tricky, Patrick, because some people can have like yeast overgrowth and that'll have some sluggish thyroid effect like symptoms, but mm -hmm. they might have a, uh, a thyroid that's functioning okay. You know what I mean? Okay. So some things can look like one thing and actually be another. So when you say seaweeds every day, I'm looking on our website, Shen Blossom. I see two here, prepared wakame and nori sprinkle. Are those the only two that we have? Nor, yeah, nor, nori sprinkle is more of kind of like a seasoning. That wouldn't be really like a sufficient. Uh, oh. The kazumi is really where you want to go. Kazumi, getting right? the yeah. getting the wakame. Uh, we have a prepared wakame, which is nice because if you're making miso soup every day to jump start digestion, cleanse the liver, uh, activate gallbladder, and do all that, the prepared wakame um, goes through these processes, you know, of um, uh, you know sun drying and soaking in ocean water and steaming and uh, using. Um, um, volcanic rocks to to kind of like do this heating process on it and to open it up and make it bioavailable so you drop it in your miso soup it's kind of ready to go but if you want to get your own i'm going to be putting a lot more seaweeds on there because they're super important our family does it every day um and i've got ones that i don't have on the site uh, we have the kombu on the site we have the wakame but i've got sea palm sea lettuce um wow. might release some small batches of purple slug which is in the kazumi so the kazumi has more of the rare uh, higher peptide fraction seaweeds that are more easily digestible for people and those are concentrated into a three to one so it takes three pounds of seaweed essentially to make one pound of this finished powder that's properly processed and preserved well so you just take that on a daily basis but i'm telling you I'm recommending eating it. Like our supplement is good in addition to eating it, but you really want to be kind of eating it every day. I mean, Japanese people eat it all the time. And, you know, one of the blue zones, they live crazy long time, you know, so and they've had some really catastrophic stuff happen over so there. So we're talking like about soaking else. the prepared wakame and then just eating it somehow and just eat it. Uh, no, you no. don't have to soak that. It's prepared. So you just put it in like a miso broth down it. And miso is actually really great for the, a lot of people are afraid of miso for a lot of like the estrogen reason, but if you knew what it would do for cleansing the liver really? and um, benefiting the digestive tract and colonization of beneficial bacteria and the, the lignans in it, the fiber molecules that are actually going to help act as a prebiotic, um, there's, a, there's a lot going on with it, especially if you do it with something that's like sour and like really contracts the gallbladder quite well, like the umeboshi paste. Um, do that every morning with a little vinegar, little maybe you can throw some olive oil in there if you want, if you get, want good fats. But just throw that wakame in there, eat that every morning for a while, and you'll notice some improvement with everything. It, depends on if you're hyper or hypo. hypo. Um, you know, it affects, it goes both double direction because mm -hmm. it's an imbalance one way or the other. And uh, if you need to supplement more iodine, you know, Lugol solution or like a heavy metal free produced one is going to be kind of 
a really good thing to re-up on. Um, but you want your primary nutritive source to be from seaweed over time because, you know, like most things, it's going to, if you take too much isolated anything, especially iodine, it's going to deplete selenium. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, but you no, know, you just need to take enough for like a two or three month window. So let's say you're using Lugol's iodine at a 5% ratio. Um, you're going to want to hyperdose that. Um, and this is spiritual advice. This isn't medical advice. Right. You just put it into water and you take it because what you need to do is have enough iodine to bump radiation, bump heavy metals out of the receptor site, and then some coming behind it to fill it in. So you re-up your uh, iodine levels. So your T3 and T4 counts normalize and um, seaweed is going to do that over a longer term. But as far as sustainability for you know longevity, you want to be eating some of that every day. Uh, instead of taking the isolated form, because you're going to get all those other trace minerals, you're going to get the alginates, which are going to detoxify the body as well. It's just a really um, superior food in a lot of ways, because that's what, again, it's the lung of the ocean. It helps respirate and break that kind of stuff up. It does amazing things for the gut that we're not even touching on, let alone detoxification, let alone wow. nutrifying the body. So you could, a lot of things you could detox- eat miso soup every day for the rest of your life and you'd be okay, right? With, with seaweeds, right? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, That's and a you great have, jump start. You have some good miso, don't you? Don't you have several different kinds of miso too? We we currently have two. We have a three year aged, and it's brown rice, so there's no soy. Okay. Uh, so you're getting the the full spectrum amino acid profile, kind of like in our rice sprouts or s- stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. You're getting a lot of the B vitamins, um, GABA, CoQ10, nutrients, all that kind of stuff. Um, it basically makes up several different. Um, supplements that you'd find on the store shelf and just one food. Um, but we also have a medicinal one. So that's, that is a soy based, but it's aged properly for seven to 10 years Whoa. window. And uh, that one's really kind of good for people that have severe compromise. I mean, anybody can take it. It's going to be great for you no matter what, but especially for uh, people that have compromised immunity or regaining their health or battled a, uh, some kind of yeast overgrowth, mm-hmm. you know, any of that kind of and stuff. And then, are you just uh, putting miso in water? How do you how do you do in the miso soup? Tell folks how to do it because I'm sh- I'm sure they're going to try it. It's super easy, and like once you get it, it's it's kind of like the healthiest fast food you can get. Because what I do is normally like I'll have some coral seaweed. Coral is another big one uh, that they use for nutrient deficiencies or children that aren't developing properly or gaining weight. They'll use coral seaweed wow. and make a gel out of it, kind of like a bone broth concentrate. Mm-hmm. So. I always keep some uh, coral seaweed sitting in a ball jar in the refrigerator and you just change out the water every couple of days. Um, but what I do is I take a little bit of the three year miso, put a little dollop in a bowl, take a little umeboshi plum. Um, then I drizzle a little toasted sesame. And if you want like legit Asian flavor, just out of the bottle, but from a high integrity, non rancid oil, mm. that is just the best tasting it's so good. We just added that to our site just probably two months ago. What did you add? Um, what did you add? It's a toasted sesame oh, oil. Toasted, so you're doing a little toasted sesame, a little mboshi, and uh, so the three-year miso. miso in it. Yep. And then you put hot water over it, right? Yep. And then I just drizzle hot water over it, kind of make a paste, and then put the rest of the hot water on it. Um, I'm going to release a ginger extract. So ginger is another one that people don't get enough of for kidney function, for circulation, for dampness. It's just got oh, a lot of going on inflammation go. so we're gonna you could add that into it and then the nori sprinkle uh, i did it for like garnishing rice and stuff like that but it's if you put that into um the soup 
I want to make it as easy as possible for sure. people to eat healthy, and that tastes like instant ramen soup. Like, oh, yeah. if you like ramen, it's great it just taste. tastes yeah, great taste. Yeah, that sesame yeah. oil. So that that really puts the cherry on the ice cream there. The cherry, the sesame oil, huh? Yeah. Oh, hey, have you you haven't tried it? I, I I'll need to send you a bottle. I don't know if I've tried. I I don't know. I've got so much of your stuff around, but that'd be great. I'm going to order some after the show. I'm you got me all turned on here to try you know i i I don't think i've really ever spent a lot of time with seaweeds i should probably do that right it'd be good for me wouldn't i see people transform when they add that into their diet you know taking herbs yes you know doing all the uh, other protocols but the seaweed is part of the diet that yeah a lot of people don't take the time because all it is is if you get kombu or you get any of these seaweeds you have to soak it and then you just slice it real thinly uh we put some chef's knife not that long ago on our site. That was a fun one for last year. Um, and then you can soak it in the same thing. You can put a little lemon juice, a little uh, gobo root oil. You can put seasonings or whatever you want and just like let, let it sit after it's soaked for a while. And then it's you can add it on salad or you have some cooked food or some rice. You just throw it on there. And it tastes great if you season it right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Most people just don't know the chefing side. So I want to try and uh, create more content around like how to use this stuff from a culinary perspective because eventually you want your food to be medicinal not just here's right. my supplements and healthy stuff and then I'll they eat whatever I want over food. here and yeah. then why why morning do you also have it at night sometimes with dinner or? oh sure you- it depends not not every night mm-hmm. but yeah I'll, uh, sometimes I just have it as kind of like a side dish for whatever I'm eating so if I'm having a meal I'll just have like a little cup and you don't have to make a lot to have really great benefits you know right. you just have a small Kind of like at a sushi place, you just give it like a small little bowl, and it's like an appetizer. What's and what's the uh, umeboshi do? What's 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 that happen? What does that do? That's a, yeah, that's a fermented plum, and yeah. uh, it's just probably one of the most alkalizing tissue alkalizing foods going. No kidding. It's just super loaded with minerals. It helps with all digestive processes. Great liver, huge vitamin C. In fact, in our potency product. Oh yeah, we need to talk about that before we go. Yeah, but go ahead and finish up on the on the umeboshi. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a, 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 what I was going to say is that we use an unripened version of that for our potency, uh, vitamin C collagen product. Uh, but so it's just loaded with like good immune food, essentially, and digestive function. So I always usually dollop just a little bit of it. Uh, it's super strong, super sour, super um, salty when you taste it just off the spoon. But when you mix it into a broth, it's just unreal. And you can use it when you marinate. If you marinate meats or something like that, you can use it. Uh, with our kakoshi rub, and it just adds like just a nice, robust flavor to any mm. kind of meat you're marinating, like mm. fish or something like that. Cool. So then, um, the, what's going on with your this uh, potency? So yeah, the potency is actually one I've been taking um, a lot recently. Uh, you know how it gets with holidays and Thanksgiving and kids going everywhere for family and um, just trying to keep kind of uh, the immune system boosted and it's, it's a unique form of vitamin C in the sense that, you know, most vitamin C's that people take, you know, they're uh, very sour in flavor, kind of like the umeboshi plum. Right. Um, but this one's kind of spicy. So because I wanted it to be dual function, um, meaning it has these peptides or these collagens from seaweed, um, seaweeds are generally kind of cold. You know, when you eat a lot of seaweed, it's a, it's a cooling food, um, which is not bad. It's just, uh, it can cause cramping in some people and, um, you know, it, it just has that cold energy where, you know, bovine sourced collagen has the, the leg up, so to speak, because it's warm in nature. So it's more easily kind of absorbed into the body. Um, 
simply because it's, it's warmer. But because we're using whole food vitamin C components that actually uh, warm the system and increase circulation, a lot of these uh, cold, cold style um, uh, collagens are more easily absorbed into the body. So, and, and also you're getting the enzymatic function of the vitamin C that is act activating collagen synthesis and, you know, actually utilizing it to, to build tissue in the system. Um, and one kind of cool Trojan horse effect that this, uh, this potency has that I, I wanted to create because liposomal, usually people are going liposomal for kind of delivery to the brain. But what's nice about having it in this form with these particular vitamin C nutrients is that the body converts uh, the ascorbic acid into DHA. And so nobody gets confused. DHA, a lot of people know as uh, docosahexaenoic acid. So it's like a, uh, like a carbon lipid chain. Uh, like fish oil has DHA, right? Okay. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about uh, dehydroascorbic uh, acid. So the body will break the ascorbic acids down into that. And what happens is because it's uh, in the dehydrous state, it's basically going to be able to move across the blood-brain barrier uh, into the brain where we actually store, a lot of people don't know this, we store a lot of vitamin C in the brain. And what happens when it moves through the blood-brain barrier, the body reassembles the DHA into ascorbic acid in the brain. So it's a cool way to get it in without being liposomally based. Um, because obviously there's rancidity issues and the quality of oils and you know it's shelf stability How they issue make it with and everything kind of liposomal mm -hmm. yeah yeah so uh, this is kind of a, um, a just a key substance that um, helps with the biosynthesis of collagen so potent C C meaning vitamin C but also collagen uh, it's just kind of a unique um, it has a unique immune properties than taking just vitamin C alone and um, I think it's just great for this time of year when people are dealing with all the effects of uh, fall and winter on the on the organ systems. And, and how do you take that? That's uh, just a powder. You just get it down any way you can. Just slash it down. Yeah. Best just to chase it with water if you can get it down. Yeah. Um, and again, this is whole food uh, form. So a lot of people yeah, ask, like, how many milligrams is this? And we don't isolate it. You know, it's it's a food form. It's just a food. You will notice. You will notice a difference when you when you take it with consistency. Um, another driver of it is we use like real high grade uh, frankincense um, resin, is because obviously frankincense crosses the blood brain barrier. So we got that aspect, and then we got the natural chemistry of these botanicals that are actually crossing the blood brain barrier. Um, but you're also getting some tonic effects, like with the schizandra that has vitamin C naturally, but it also has some effects on tonifying all the organ systems. Uh, it's just going to make the the wood sorrel and the lemon peel and all these kind of things that are the sagiri berry, it's going to help all of them kind of just drive into the system. So uh, milligrams would probably be lower than what people are used to when they're like, oh, I could take a thousand, I could take a gram here and yeah, there, whatever supplement. Huh. But how it's delivered, the efficiency is super, it's super important. Like you're talking about your goat smoke. It's a more efficient more fi delivery. Some of the ingredients, it's crazy, like green, unripened umboshi plum, rosemary, Singiri yep. berry, Japanese gooseberry, Sigiri. frankincense, uh, kumquat, whole fruit, lemon peel, pith. These are just old, ancient formulas, kind of thing. Or, well, it's it, it's it's formulated not just. So, one thing we see a lot on the market is you know all these individual things have all these great characteristics. True, a lot of one herb can have a lot of different broad spectrum uh, elements and nutrients to it. But it's really about the synergy of how those things communicate and don't interfere with each other or amplify each other. 
So that's the synergistic effect of these. So we're going for five elements. We're going for energy. We're going for taste. We're going for organ system structure. We're going for temperature. We're going for all these things that basically, how do we drive this in to make it utilized by the body? Um, it's, uh, it's great. Like it's just, it's just Japanese style folk medicine meets TCM. <laughs> and that's, that's kind of the hybrid. That's why you want, if you go to any TCM site, you're not going to see formulas like this because it's not really traditional Chinese style. It's like, it's what Japanese evolved on their end after incorporating a lot of TCM into their natural folk medicines. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, it's great fun. And, and I just so impressed with everything that you go through to do this. It's just cool, man. Thanks, man. It's fun. And uh, like I said, I started doing this stuff just because I worked in the industry and saw where everybody or a lot of people were getting their stuff from mass manufacturing. And um, I just wanted to do a lot of the stuff for my own health and for my family and for my kids. And we just got to a point where it's like, wow, like we can actually put some of this out to people and will people get it? Like most people don't have a discernment on like a you know, the, the, the grade of herbs that we're actually sourcing. I mean, connoisseurs do and there's companies that own herbal companies that buy their personal stuff from us direct because they kind of understand it. But um, yeah, I think it's cool seeing that just the average everyday people are just like, hey, like your taste awesome. I feel great. We get all this awesome feedback over yeah. the years. It's, and it's, it's so fun. much fun. There's so many products here on uh, Shen Blossom's site that please click through uh, through our website and Brandis gives, a, uh, gives us some commission on it. That's how we support ourselves. And you have um, some... Uh, free shipping for our people here at one radio all right yeah cool we're gonna do this week through next monday which i think is the 19th the 19th okay yeah looks like the 19th free shipping so uh yeah free shipping on top of your 10 percent one radio okay. code yeah one radio code is 10 percent. then you can do free shipping man i'm gonna do that and there's a lot of things we didn't talk about but go through a site and see what you see what you might get all jazzed up about um what didn't we mention that i wanted to oh yeah uh, we probably should definitely mention the um, the um, you know, ginseng, right? I mean, forget about it. I really like that product. And I just do a few drops, right? Just do a few drops. Tell folks how you make 15 drops. Yeah. It's about all you need uh, once, twice a day, usually. And you um, can do that till the end of time yeah. as well, right, ginseng? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, what it does for lung and kidney function. and I mean, there's there's a reason it's worth much more than its weight in gold on right. the market. Uh, if we get real good, uh, properly aged ginseng, we only source ginseng that are, you know, senior citizens. Senior they, uh, citizens. <laughs> they're, 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 they have plenty of wisdom and, uh, you know, they, you know, and sometimes like once, one thing you should know is once you get into our ecosystem, uh, we don't do this publicly at all, but like, we have other ginsengs, but it's really for people that have gone through it's there's like an education that happens with taking our herbs. So once you're used to a grade of this caliber, you spend some seasons with it. Um, we'll reach out to you and say, Hey, we have like a small batch of like white lady ginseng or yellow ginseng or any of these kind of different uh, varietals from different regions um, that are a little bit more um, mature and wise and, uh, hmm. and just have some really cool, cool effects. Um, so the, one of, one of them I can talk about is the white lady, because we had that in that earth metal formula. Um, that white lady is really interesting. This particular root that we have, it's very, uh, it likes North really aggressive, uh, rocky terrain. Um, 
uh, it's usually on north face of certain mountains and it just hunkers down and kind of goes straight down to roots and it'll la- it'll live until something digs it up or eats it, you know, uh, or, or it petrifies. It really doesn't rot, you know. <laughs> Um, the wow. white lady is interesting because it's a, like a more of a white ginseng. It likes more, I think it was east facing slopes and, um, it has the ability to terraform. So when you dig it up, it's not like rooted down. You're not like trying to pry this thing out of the ground because it's just so rooted. This thing kind of goes a little bit more at an angle and it, it literally breaks stone to go where it wants to go. It'll terraform and make its way. But when you dig it up, it's kind of still loose in the ground because of the way it's been kind of etching through rock and etching through soil. Um, it's a very powerful, it has a little bit more lung function and that's why we kind of put it in, in that formula compared to using our, our standalone root, um, type ginseng that we have, uh, in a sake extract. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll probably be releasing some special batch ginsengs here and maybe next year. Why not? See, see how I feel. So this use of both, uh, uh, ginsengs in all in the, in the East China, um, Japan, Singapore, all in that area of Vietnam. Is that ginseng's pretty prolific out there? I mean, people... Yeah, on a lot of continents, you know, Hmm. Russia has ginseng, North America, there's a lot of wild ginseng, Canada. Um, Yeah, it's pretty, it gets around, but it's kind of hard. You have to know what you look for. It kind of hides itself pretty well in in the forest. I found some down in Arkansas when I was down there uh, camping. Um, but yeah, we use the berries and the, uh, and the leaves and the, like the beauty jing. So it's like a topical, you could take it internal and externally and use it on your face. Um, but the, the berries are very medicinal. The leaves are very medicinal. The whole plant is really super useful. So we use a lot of the berries when it's going through the maturation. Um, there's ginsengs that are hundred year old, hundreds of years old, still growing on some of these properties. No um, wow. Yeah. It's really, really amazing. Pretty magical thing. Hey? And the one that uh, you, the one that I have is called Root, right? It's called Root. Yep. It's a great root. name. That's a great name. Develop your root. Develop the root. Well, brother, it was great fun. We have a couple hours of, uh, man, we went all places where no man has gone before. Or almost. <laughs> not quite. That's how we like to do it. As we like to do it. Brandon, really, it's a, it's an honor to work with you, and thanks for these great products. And you got some good good stuff coming up with the Blue Shield. And then we'll, we'll talk about that in a few weeks or a month, whenever that gets ready. Yep. Some new things yeah, happening sure. there. Brandon also puts out the blue shield, and you get the uh, little cube thing that we talk about. And also, this little boy, this guy here, that I actually put near me because I'm around all this equipment in the studio. You put this in your pocket or purse. That's also promo code one radio, right? Promo code one radio. That's um, right. Yeah. And we are we're also doing ten percent off that. Or sorry. Free shipping. Free on shipping well. on, on for the next week or so through next Monday yep. through One Radio promo code. Well, Brandon, what are you guys going to do for the holidays? You have two children now, two 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 kids. Two. Oh. Yeah, um, eleven and six. So. Wow. Uh, we did some of the family stuff last week, extended family stuff. So I'm hoping we're just going to keep it easy and chill a little bit. Oh, and, uh, that'd be fun. That's what I'm so going to do. Busy, busy. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to stay here, and if somebody wants to come visit, you know, I said, "Come on, come visit." But I'm not going anywhere, yeah. But uh, yeah. that'll be great. Well, have fun. Tell Natalie I said hi. Kiss the kids. And um, I love you, brother. Thank you for, for being here. All right. I've been, All right. Take oh, care. Okay, you take care of yourself. All right. Thank you. Brandon Amalani, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com, Brandon and Shen Blossom. And you can uh, uh, look at all of his products and do it through our website, if you will. 
on oneradionetwork.com. Great stuff. I have all kinds of it. I just really love his products. Everything's a Myron glass, too. I'll get one of this, too. We need to match that. This is a good one. This is called a Pro um, Prime, and it's this powder, and you can take a little bit. I don't know if I can. Whoops. Like, put this in your hand, you know, like. Hmm. And it just gets you a little digestive thing. Tastes yummy. Ooh. Most everything has taste really, really, really good. Well, um, I'll see you kids tomorrow at 10 o'clock. We're going to have fun. Um, this fellow that we're, we're having on, he, uh, Tony Heller, he's a fascinating researcher on uh, on this thing they call climate change. He has a BS in ge- geology, master's electrical engineering, Boston University geology, northern excuse me Northern Arizona University, uh, Colorado State University, computer science, geochemistry. Been involved in this work for a long time. He's a real true environmentalist, not like, you know, the ones out there telling you you can't drive a car anymore. Uh, and um, I think you'll have some interesting reactions to what he has to say about this thing called climate change. And you might imagine what he's going to talk about. So that'll be tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, we're going to do, um, what are we going to do? Oh, the Raw Egg Nationalist. He's a kind of a politically active, but he's a raw egg guy. We're going to learn more about eggs than you've ever thought imaginable. Egg is, is really, really a good food. Um, you can eat a lot of eggs. We're doing lots of raw eggs. I can do six at a time sometimes. Flunk them down. Okay, kids, I love you. Thank you for your ongoing support. Support Brandon. Look at some of the things he has here on his website. And you support us too on oneradionetwork.com. And we will see you tomorrow at uh, 10 o'clock. May the blessings be. Bye. Bye. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is oneradionetwork.com.